Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. And here we are coming to you from what I would describe as day six of Henry sort of being sick, but not really. Yeah. It's been a roller coaster. Uh, I would say um, a sleep roller coaster, certainly, for me personally. So we're talking about me now. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He's just, he's going through something. He's having a hard time with. Not getting everything he demands. He's in a real, I'm turning four in two and a half months phase. I've heard four is worse. I've heard this too. So that's going to be great. Yeah. He's already, I mean, I don't know. Then you're like, oh, did we fail his parents? No. Have we given him too many things that he wanted? I think that now he cannot handle the fact that he said macaroni and cheese and Dory made it and uh, then he wanted pizza. (laughs) 
But you got him to eat the mac and cheese. I know. How did you do that? Slowly. Yeah. Explained it. Explained uh, to him that. Uh, he had banished me to his bedroom. Yes. <laughs> I explained to him that I. We that was what was made, and we didn't have pizza ready, and can't always have everything you want. This is a very difficult concept for him to grasp right now. Yeah, I, well, I th- he sort of got it when I was like, you know what? I wish it was raining right now. Mm. And I really do wish it was raining right now, but it's not. And I have to accept that it's not raining. Just like you have to accept that there's no pizza right now. Mm. He's like, what can I have? <laughs> I was like, macaroni and cheese. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want it. And I was like, hmm. Okay. And he goes, Dita, what else can I have? And then he goes over to the cabinet. He's like, Dita, I want to know what else I can have from here. <laughs> and I was like, I've got, I've got nothing for you, but it's essentially a macaroni and cheese situation here. And he goes, oh, and I was like saying, well, do you want something to go with it? Like fruit or bomba? And he's like, oh, chocolate bomba? <laughs> and I go, but I made you chocolate chip waffles this morning. And he's like, yeah, could you make it again? I was like, no. <laughs> oh, my God. And he's like, but I want chocolate. I was like, chocolate, chocolate's really a dessert thing. Um, then he goes, can I have dessert? And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> he's like it's not dinner and i was like you can have a lunch dessert but you have to eat your lunch <laughs> and then he, he took he went over and he had two spoonfuls of macaroni and cheese and i was like when can i have dessert and i was like you don't have to finish that to have dessert you could have dessert with it so i went and i got him like five pieces of bomba that had dark chocolate on it put it next to him he was excited that there were a couple pieces that were stuck together that is exciting. He ate that and then went back to his macaroni and cheese. Yeah, it looked like he ate most of the mac and cheese. Yeah. <sighs> boy, oh boy. So it was a it was a hullabaloo. I mean, whatever. He's uh, he's almost four, so he's a nightmare. Like he threw himself out. I laughed really hard at him because I think when you were in his room. He threw himself on the floor in front of the doorway because he couldn't have pizza. Oh my god. He's like, I want pizza. Let <laughs> me just flopped on the floor and I laughed really hard. Cause I was like, This is this is of course this is what my child would do. He wants pizza, so that's when he decides he's gonna flop on the floor. Yeah. Um, he was also by that point, he was also tired. And so everything well, was Well, I we had heightened. just had a situation. So I I don't know what's going on in this house, everybody, but Dory and I both went to bed around 10:30 last night. I mean, I was lights out at yeah. Yeah, 10:30 probably. Uh and Henry was yelling for me at 6 o'clock in the morning. So he got Henry out of his crib. And then we play a little bit in the playroom. Had some Disney stuff, some vlog shit on YouTube playing. 
And then he's like, he's like, oh, it's a red day. That means I can watch Mickey in the morning. <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, what time? And I was like, right, why don't we do it like closer to when mama gets up, like around, I don't know, 7.30. And he goes, okay. So we played for a little bit longer. And then 7.30 rolled around. And then he wanted waffles. So I had, he had eaten the rest of the challah bread. Mm-hmm. Then he wanted waffles. And I was like, okay, if I can figure out how to make one bowl of waffles mm-hmm. and get it cleaned up, like I wanted it out of my life quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I did that, made him some waffles. And then it was like 8.30. And I was like, hmm, I don't hear from Dory. This is weird. Um, uh, he was like, he was done with his waffles. He went back to sitting and watching. And then at that point, I had like to had all my reference books out and I was sketching. And then it was nine thirty, and I was like, "What is that? where?" <laughs> and I had like this horrible thought of like, "Oh my god, what if she's not well and I didn't check on her in time, and she's dead?" <laughs> oh god! So I went in. And, you know, you instantly moved. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I'll lay, okay. Oh, go back to sleep then. And you're like, okay. I was really tired. I was up for three hours. I was like, okay. I was like, do you want me to wake you up at a certain time? And she's like, what time is it now? Like 9.30. <laughs> He's like, oh, I better get up. <laughs> so then... Dory was like, oh my God, he's just been watching TV all morning. I gotta, you know, let's get him out of the house. So she took him for a walk and then they went to the park. And I'm like, you wanna go to the park? And I was like, not really, because I was like into what I was doing at the house. The my drawing and I feel like I need to I need to pause you and give some context for what you're about to say. Please go ahead. So when we were on the walk, Henry kept saying, it's too sunny. It's too sunny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't like how sunny it is. Why can't, why can't it be more shady? Ugh. That's why he probably got my rain metaphor. And we were like or trying analogy. to find the shade. And I said, you know, but this is why people wear hats. Cause I was wearing a hat. I was like, it, it shields your face from the sun. And he's like, Hmm. And I was like, so, you know, next time we go for a walk, you can wear a hat. He's like, yeah. And then when we decided to go to the park, mm-hmm. he was like saying that he wanted to bring his hat. And I was like, yes, I'll bring your hat. And then I forgot. So we got to the park and he was like, it's sunny. Do you have my hat? And I was right. like, no, I forgot it. And then he was like, can you call Dita? She texted me <laughs> and just said that Henry wants his hat. And I replied, um, Henry doesn't really wear a hat. Who is this? <laughs> it's Just true. in case somebody had taken the phone and was impersonating you, it was like, I can get this guy <laughs> out here for this whack, for like, uh, you know, this assassination. I was like, nope, not my kid. He doesn't wear hats. And she's like, Henry really wants to bring his blue hat. And I was like, what hat? Because again, he doesn't wear hats. He doesn't. He refusely he has refuses. Two Mickey Mouse hats that I have, could be like. I think we're in Dory's car. Honestly, one of them, at least one of them, is in there. And she's like, "There's blue one with his preschool on it." And I was like, "Okay." I go in to his closet and I find it. I grab it. 
I'm like, I found it. I will. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be right there. And then I was going out the side door, and like Bo had like wedged his head. He's like, I was like, Bo, you gotta stay. And usually when I say that, he just stays. But he was like forcing himself outside. Oh no! And I was like, what is happening? So he forces himself outside. And I'm like, Ugh. I was like, Bo, you gotta go in. He wasn't going in, and then I and then, and then I went in the house. What did I do? What did I I forget what I did. What I went to get in the house, but then I couldn't find the hat. Oh no! And I was like, "What? This is ridiculous! Uh, I don't even want to get out of the chair I was in to bring this hat that I know he won't wear." And now I've lost the hat. So then I felt like a lunatic. Oh so no! So I checked everywhere, and then finally I looked, and I had already somehow with Bo going out, I had thrown it in the passenger seat of my car. Oh my goodness. And I got Bo back in, and then I went to the park, and like I knew, I knew what was going to happen. Got out of the car, walked over to Henry. He goes, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> I give him the hat, puts on the hat for roughly twelve seconds, takes off the hat, then decides he wants to go home i pick him up over the fence and i'm like you sure you want to go home he's like "Uh, what's that over there like this exercise equipment i'm like that's (laughs) stuff you need shoes for where are your shoes on the other side of the park i'm like okay whatever so then he ends up putting shoes on and then we end up i end up at the park now (laughs) like helping him with this weird exercise equipment they have outside and then he decides on top of everything, he's like, he decides he wants to go home in my car. That's true. And I was like, I said to Dora, I was like, where are we taking you? Who's got gas? Do you have more gas than I do? She's like, yeah. I was like, great. We'll take your gas, your car later to Anaheim. And then when I got home, she had parked already in front of the, in the driveway. And I was like, I should have just said what I meant, which was if we're taking your car, don't go first in the driveway. Mm. Anyway, we got Henry out of the car, and then he proceeded to want pizza, not macaroni and cheese. It's been a great morning. <laughs> yeah, all those things happen. I got suckered into the park. Yeah, you did. You were hibernating. He... Well, you know, I woke up at 3.15... And then I couldn't fall back asleep. I finally fell back asleep probably around 5, 5.15. So whenever that happens and I manage to fall back asleep, if I don't have to get up, I will just sleep because I'm tired. Yeah. I couldn't do that. I had Henry, you know, jumping on me. I finally fell. I think I fell asleep by some, I like read somewhere about this like method to fall asleep if you can't sleep. And it's, you go through the letters of the alphabet and you think of a fruit <laughs> or no. Yeah. Wait, was it a fruit or a food? No, it was a fruit or was it an animal? It was an it, animal. I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is. I think it was an, I think I did animals and I think, but I think around like N I started like really drifting off. Oh God. I don't think I reached the end of the alphabet. Good to know. Yeah. So everyone, you can try that. <laughs> 
Uh, let's just put this this part of the podcast on. That'll do it for us. <laughs> They'll fall like right back right yep. asleep. All right. Well, listen, let's take a break. Enough about us. Um, email us though at Dory Matt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail and call us at four one three four six one baby. Enough about us. Email us. Yep. So we don't have to talk about ourselves anymore on our podcast. Okay. We'll be right back. We have some uh, listener emails to get to. All right. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house, and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel. Thank you. We're back. We have listener emails to get to. So, Matt. Yeah. You know how we've been talking a lot about this idea of being one and done? 
Yeah, I'm familiar with and you, the article. And you were like, I feel like Bluey is propaganda for having two kids. Yes, yeah, I do remember that. So we did hear from some listeners about this. Christine wrote in to say, I was just listening to you read the email about someone who said you never hear people regret having more kids. And yes, that's true, but we can also not recommend it to others. <laughs> I was like, huh. That's a good way to frame it. Context. My husband is one of four, two kids, then surprise twins. We have four kids, two kids, then surprise twins. My boss has four kids, two kids, then surprise twins. Mm. Currently, mine are nine, seven, four, and four. I lamented to my boss's wife the other day that it's a lot, and she agreed. She wouldn't send any back, but she wouldn't recommend it to others. I think we're just in a hard phase where they're starting to join more activities and get invited to more things. 20 to 21 was a bliss was bliss in that we just didn't do anything. And I feel stretched thin deciding which kid gets to go where and who has to miss out. I saw a tweet going around that said the only real parenting hack is having grandparents live nearby. And that is the truth. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I would do without my mother-in-law. All said, I know we're lucky to have these kids and lucky to have help, but a few people have written in, making it sound like having big families is a breeze. And well, it's not, not all the time anyway. Sincerely, a mom with four different places to be on Saturday, but my husband has a hockey tournament. Christine in Wisconsin, four kids, two dogs. Also, what were we thinking? In the frozen tundra known as Northern Wisconsin. Uh, well, I mean, I see the problem here. It's your husband's hockey tournament. I was going to say, like, like what happened? Like, I don't know. I guess you make the. I you're supposed to not. You're supposed to forget everything about yourself right. when you have a child. <laughs> I mean, on the one hand, I respect that. Like, I respect that the husband is going to a hockey tournament. On the other hand, you have four small kids. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is here. I don't have four small kids, so I can't really weigh in. Look, he's good enough to get into a tournament. You can't take that away from him. That's true. He'd be letting his team down. Wisconsin, right? That's what they do up hockey there. Hockey is life. And and also, you know, the Packers, but they're not playing anymore right now. So it's, I guess you're right. It's just hockey. That's all we got, hockey. Um, two four-year-olds <laughs> at the same time. Imagine double Henry. No, I don't want to. Oh, God. And then he's like, and then he grabs that, he grabs that uh, spray bottle thing. Oh, with yeah. The fan on it yep. that you resurrected yesterday. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the first thing in the morning he gets it, he goes, I'm going to get this because I was a little, I'm a little hot. <laughs> so I'm going to cool down. <laughs> and then he like turns it on. Uh, and then like 25 minutes later, my elbow gets really wet and I look and he has just, he left the thing open on the couch and then is like screaming at me to dry it up <laughs> anyway good times let's hear from t okay they have two boys who are five and seven i'm here to tell you that in my house the second child almost always makes things harder rather than easier if my kids are playing together happily it usually lasts about five minutes before they start fighting and we are breaking up conflicts much more often than the times that they are entertaining each other. Don't believe the bluey propaganda. It's two kids, two adults, 3,500 square feet, two TVs, maybe 55 inches or so. No hot dogs yet. That's from T. 
Don't believe the bluey propaganda. I mean. Wait, you know what I just realized? You no. Know. I think in my dream I ate a hot dog. Okay. That's weird. Whew, I've been having some weird dreams lately. What was the one you were explaining to me yesterday? So I was at a meeting with my agent and then I like, yeah, and Bo and was Bo there. Was there. <laughs> like I'd driven to the meeting, gone into the building, like t- t- told the receptionist who I was. They like led me up to the meeting. I was sitting there and then suddenly Bo was just there. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Um, thank you for this. I, I do appreciate this. Hearing from people who are like, you know what? This is fucking hard. <laughs> I mean. I took Henry to see um, a friend yesterday, a friend of mine yesterday who has two little boys who are like seven and five, I think. And we got there and they were just like fighting, like just like, like just not getting along. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is annoying. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> she I finally, she banished one of them to the house. She was like, just go inside, go inside. <laughs> and then he like sulked and like went inside and was like sitting inside sulking. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have that. I didn't have the closeness in age. Right. For those fights. Yeah. They were, I mean, we did get into fights. But I feel like it would have been a lot more if they were closer in age. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on to another topic. This is from Anonymous. Hi. Hey, Shafriras. I'm, pre- I'm pregnant with our first kiddo, a science baby, and was hoping you could refresh my memory on how you scheduled childcare post-maternity leave. I'm re-listening, but haven't made it to that era of the pod yet. <laughs> Did you have Holly nannying for Henry full time, 40 hours a week from the start, or did you only have her a few days a week? Were you only were you working from home while Holly was there taking care of Henry? If so, how did that go? How soon before you needed someone? Did you, just, did you start interviewing nannies? Any advice from that first year of childcare you want to share? Um, this listener says, my husband and I both work full time. I'm 100% remote. With a pretty flexible schedule, i.e. I can kind of choose my hours as long as I get my shit done, but I do have a good number of calls slash meetings each week. My husband is mostly remote with stricter hours, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., but he's required to take lunch. He goes into the office once a week. It's unlikely either of our work arrangements will change within the first year of our kid's life as these are the newly implemented official hybrid work policies for our respective companies. We've toured a few daycares and they were all sort of fine. We're on a wait list at our top choice, but it's far from our house and I don't love it, but there were no red flags. Since we don't have to drive anywhere for work, it seems like a drag to spend an hour commuting each morning and afternoon, (laughs) 25 minutes to and from daycare. In my dream scenario, there'd be a great daycare within walking distance from our house, but I live in a mid-sized Midwestern city and many things about that are not a dream. (laughs) Also, I have epilepsy. It was well controlled by medicine, but pregnancy has sort of messed up my hormones and meds, so I'm currently not allowed to drive. I'm hopeful things will balance out postpartum. I was seizure three for three years, bef- seizure free for three years before getting pregnant, but it's really put into perspective how inconvenient a twice daily daycare run could be if only my husband can drive. I feel we may end up going the nanny route, but not sure we can swing it financially for the person to be full time. It wouldn't cancel out either one of our incomes, but it would come close. We'd maybe clear 5K. I'm not really a my work is my passion person and neither is my husband, but we'd both like to keep working. 
but only clearing 5k a year makes it seem not worth it. I know there's value in both of us staying employed because theoretically our incomes would grow as we get more experience. If one of us were to quit our jobs, it would likely be me because while we have similar salaries, his is slightly higher, comes with great benefits and has significantly more job security. He's an engineer with a power company. I work in journalism. People pay for their electricity, but everyone feels entitled to read the news online for free. Don't I know it? Anyways, back to the childcare dilemma. We're trying to decide if it's feasible to have a nanny come three days a week and then have my husband and I juggle care two days a week. That would make the cost similar to daycare. Is it a bad, bad idea to try and juggle childcare of an infant and working remotely? I'll have 16 weeks of maternity leave, so the baby would be almost four months old when I return to work. I sort of took my current job because I know many of the members of the team have little kids and the work culture is family, fl- family friendly and flexible, but I'm not really sure how flexible it seems like everyone else on my team has a nanny or sends their kids to daycare. Still, it's not uncommon for a toddler to make a Zoom appearance. Any thoughts you or the eggheads have on this would be lovely to hear. And they are 1,500 square feet in Cincinnati, two adults, one dog, one soon-to-arrive science babe, two hot dogs in 2023, but they were part of a Skyline chili cheese coney. Does that count? (laughs) We have two TVs. One is 55 inches and in our living room, the other is 35 inches and lives on a shelf in our basement. It's a ghost TV, but we dust it off a few times a year and connect it with a splitter to our big TV when we have large groups of folks over to watch things. Wow. Not everyone fits in our living room, so the second TV gets set up in the kitchen with the snacks. Fingers crossed that future me is dusting it off by the time this airs and prep for another Bengals Super Bowl appearance. Many thanks, Anonymous. I'd like to tell you that I know who's in the Super Bowl, but I don't. I know the Eagles are. <laughs> I think it's Kansas City and the Eagles. Um, yeah, it's Kansas City and the Eagles, so sorry. When is that, today? No, it's uh, next Sunday. Gotcha. See how, see how football-y we are? We are so football-y. Oh, my God. Um, wow. Okay. This is a lot. You have a lot. You give us a lot of good information. I like when people give us a lot of information. It helps us give great advice. I mean, here's a, a factor. It's hard to find part-time nanny help. Yep. That is a, that is like my number one red flag with your plan of three days a week, which sounds like the ideal situation given everything that you said. Um, that's red flag. That's number one red flag right there. So I would look into something like, do you have neighbors with the similarly aged children or some nanny share situation could happen? That way you're all paying a part of the incredibly overworked nanny. Matt, you took the words right out of my mouth. Thank I you. too was going to suggest a nanny share. And when we, when Henry was born, I was on hiatus. Luckily, it was the summer. Um, well, I was on hiatus like two and a half weeks after his yeah birth. Right? Yeah. I'm trying to remember that. I can't even remember that. Or was I done? You might have been done, actually. Because I was on set. Like, I don't remember missing any work for it. Yeah, I think you might have been done. In April. It's an early, it was an early wrap. Um, but then, yeah, coasted into the summer. And Holly, yeah, we had Holly full time early. Yeah. Um, because also, like, once I went back to work i was like gone seven to seven five days a week and dory was 
for every 35 and you know and it's like a five days a week well and also this was pre-pandemic so we were still recording in person so yeah you know like half the time i was going to kate's house i only took six weeks off of forever 35 so you know he was still pretty little when we started up again it, it was nowhere near like a you know a full-time office job where i had to be at a desk from nine to five but it was still like you know i still had to go somewhere i still had to work um and i needed my schedule to be like a little bit flexible and so having full-time care was kind of the only real option for us given that matt was working so much um you know people do work from home and take care of babies i'm not going to say that that has never been done in the history of the world that seems hard i to think make. it is i i personally would find it very difficult um, especially as they start to get older and mobile. Um, so, you know, that that would not be my first choice. Even the three-day-a-week thing would not I be my first choice. I still hate to, like, imagine you, like, spending a lot of time with your kid and then, like, you bleary-eyed having to get your work done at right. night when you should just go to sleep. Yeah, or, like, yeah, there's just, I mean, it's just not great. I mean, the other thing that I will say, you know, Matt said... It's hard to find a part-time nanny. I've been I've been seeing more and more that it's hard to find a nanny who will work in a house where both parents work from home. Explain that. That nannies often feel like the parents are like hovering. Oh. And they're just like around a lot. I'll tell you who doesn't feel like that. Hillary. Yeah. And and of course, this is not the case with every nanny. This is just a sentiment no, no, that I've seen. No, I just seen. mean like we're not hovering. No, we're totally. Not. We're not hovering. We're not around. We're not around. And also, you know, I don't know if it's because we've, you know, I've worked from home a lot. But like, I also see people whose kids like don't get the separation and like are barging into the office all the time. And like Henry has always been fine with that. Oh, yeah, because we've always we've always had that door up. Yeah, I mean, you've always—it's always been—it's always been like mom's working, like, and so, you know, that is also, I think, for some people, an issue. He never comes over here during the day. No, and he—he almost never comes into my office. Yeah, interesting. Um, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, where like I have seen parents say, like, I'm working from home. It's really hard. My kid like barges in all the time, or like wants, you know, Mm. is upset that I'm not with him, or whatever. All this to say, um, I feel like if you can swing it, a full-time nanny share is probably going to be your best bet if you can figure something out. Um, And maybe it's a thing where like, you know, it's two days on, three days off of where the nanny share is. Like a lot of times that's how families will do it. It'll be like, some days at one house, some days at another house. Um, and you'd be able to like figure that out with the other family. So get on that Facebook, get on that Facebook. Um, all right. We are going to take another break. Okay. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row. Dreaming of something better. Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello. Hello. We're back. Here we are. Um, Matt, do you want to read this email from Anonymous? I discovered your podcast through Forever 35. Am I reading the right one? Yep. Great. Uh, I could not get enough Dory. Interesting. So here I am (laughs) religiously listening to both all the new episodes of your podcast. I'm a single woman with no desire to have children or interest in infertility, but your rapport has got me hooked. People say this all the time, and I'm like, what? That. About our rapport, yeah, like they like us as a listen as a, as a unit. You are just self hating, so Look, well, they do go on to say, I love Matt's silly jokes and how he gets uh, lost in his own jokes and is still working on his bits <laughs> even after Dory has moved on. <laughs> it's hilarious when he inter- interrupts her uh, to fun. try out his joke or complete his thought process, and she patiently gives him his stage time and then continues with what she was reading or saying, huh? you know. <laughs> anonymous that's that's kind of i have very funny podcasts available for you where i get to finish my entire thought (laughs) (laughs) uh or when i matt says something particularly ridiculous dory often uh has her non-reactive reactions and just says okay possibly even eye rolls a little uh pass his hand and they're there and moves on your hilarious duo and i appreciate the humor uh and wealth of support and info you provide to those who need it even if you don't read this on there too late uh, hope it makes you feel good that someone with no personal interest in babies or infertility got hooked on the show. It does. Uh, and I think it's mostly my fault. I know you said you came for Dory, but you stayed for Matt. Uh, <laughs> my stats, they, let's see, here we go. Particularly, Jesus, I live alone at 2,400. She, they do say that they're obnoxious uh, stats. I live alone in 2,400 square feet house in in berkeley california wow no hot dogs did not like them at all 148 inch tv i only know how big it is because i measured it to write this email (laughs) i thought it was huge listen to your podcast i realize it's all relative um did you get the latest message from regarding henry um oh uh yes he's welcome to come in you want me to reply sure okay henry would like to come in is what that message was all right thank you anonymous for listening to us you probably enjoyed the first part of the podcast which i thought was like no one's going to be enjoying this lengthy story about my day i mean you never know and my family's uh, inability to sleep normally wow i hear him i hear thumping too (laughs) oh henry he's he's distracted by the broken baby pool out there oh uh from kate i've heard you mention caspar baby pants here and there the name stuck out and all of a sudden i realized my second year my two-year-old my second year old my two-year-old's favorite song run baby run is by caspar baby pants run baby run 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 i don't know that one what i don't 
That's a classic. Hello? Hello. Hi, Henry. There you are. <laughs> it's funny how we just like had this conversation about how good Henry is with the uh, work separation. Yes. Why is it blue red in there? Well, blue is a recorded segment. It's already done. Red is what we're doing right now. Yeah, like you can that. see it down here. And I could slide this over if you'd like to see it go in real time. Do you want to wear headphones, Ben? Yeah. There you go. Henry, welcome to the show. Do you know, do you, do you remember Dita's favorite Caspar Baby Pants song? What? Do you remember what it is? What? Is it babies all over the... King Kong? King Kong? <laughs> No, it's not that. Oh, this one could it be? What? <laughs> this one could it be? It's babies all over the world, and you know that. Can you sing it? You are almost four, which is my way of saying you are being you right now. Henry, how was your nap? Good. How long was it? Hey, I couldn't hear you. It was two hours. So now you can answer. How long was your nap, Henry? <laughs> well, usually... When the time is after four, it, it's not two hours, it's usually three hours. Right, but you went to bed so late. Remember, because you, you had you had the lengthy discussion about not getting pizza for lunch? <sighs> hey, what are those wave things? That's, your, that's the waveform of you talking. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Did Holly have to wake you up? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was classic. That was classic four-year-old. What's your favorite number? No, no, one, two, three, four, five. What? What number was it? Hmm. Interesting. Somebody does not like performing. <laughs> wow, congratulations. Oh, I can I can I can ride those levels down to nothing. Yes, Henry. More questions for you. Where's your hat? I don't have it. Why don't you have your hat? What happened to it? I don't know. Um, did I have to bring it to the park today? Yeah. Did you even wear it at all? No. Didn't think so. 
Hello. Did you then make me drive you home from the park? Hello, Coco. Yes. I thought so. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> did you watch, which episode, which, which Mickey's did you watch today? What? He's so confused by why you're Whoa. rolling away from the microphone. Because well, he took the headphones off. No, no. Oh, hey, stop, stop, stop. Loopy. Okay, there you go. Thank you, Henry, for appearing on the show. Good luck. That is uh, for Guitar Box. Are you going to go take that to the recycling for me? Can you take that to recycling? It is a nice hat. Really great hat. Wipe bin's outside. Every time I bring it in here, you take it out. Bye, Henry. Bye, Henry. Have a great time. Uh, probably within the next some teen minutes. I hear the next probably like about ten to fifteen minutes, bud. Yeah. Okay, that's acceptable. Okay. Well, Oof. I apologize, everybody, for his refusal to answer questions and/or his denial of Caspar Baby Pants's "Babies All Over the World" is my favorite song. Uh, okay. Back to Kate's email about Casper Baby Pants. We go to a weekly music class through Chicago Parks Districts, an absolute steal at $24 for 10 classes. That is a steal. But you kind of get what you pay for, and they play the exact same songs every class while a park district employee half-heartedly does some hand motions. <laughs> Plus, that is my daughter finally warmed up to the class, giving the same songs every time, and especially loves Run Baby Run. She gets so excited. What are your Casper uh, Baby Pants favorite hits? Well, I think I just told you. Run, uh, babies all over the world. Fun fact, if you ask Google to play it, they say what must be his real name, Chris Ballard. Is that his real name? I don't remember. Probably CB, Casper yeah. Baby Pants. Uh, Chicago. Chris Ballou. Gotcha. Kate in Chicago, 2,000 square feet, two science babies. Extra science because R.I. was involved too. No hot dogs yet. Two TVs. No clue about the size. The husband said they should be bigger. Um, we talked about how the Caspar baby pants guy is the president of the United States of America guy, right? Did we talk about yes, that? Yes, and how we sneak in. Yes. I was sneaking in yes, those yes, songs, yes, telling yes. him they were yes. new yes. Caspar baby pants songs. Yes, that's right. Because um, I'm a genius. Thank you, Kate. Glad that Caspar Baby Pants is, you know, reaching new generation of babies. I think I might have to cut that part out where Henry yelled and like redlined everything. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, all right. We have an email about Portland mm, from Maine. Heather. Maine. Portland, Maine. Um, hi Matt and Dory sorry to keep writing in but I had to respond to the person asking about diversity in Portland I actually work for a Vermont company I work in their main office I've gone a few times to Vermont not Burlington it seems less diverse than Portland at least in mindset that said I won't speculate hmm. I can tell you about diversity in Portland Portland actually has a large Somali refugee population as well as a decent sized Latin American population there also seems to be a decent-sized Asian population as well. The rest of the state is very white. You will find coastal locations are more liberal. 
read that more Waldorf-y slash diversity accepting. And as you move away from the coast, you'll find things get whiter and more conservative. That's like the country. I don't know about... I don't know much about the schools. I just started getting on daycare waitlist while expecting. That said, there's a decent array, and I'm sure some you may like. As for Polish-adjacent things, there's Bogusha's Polish Deli on Stevens Avenue mm. in Portland, Ruski's Bar and Grill in Portland, Medeo European Food and Deli in Westbrook, and Schulte and Herr Restaurant in Portland. Well, that sounds German. Well, I guess she said Polish-adjacent. Um, it's still uh, more than the two or one I thought there would be. Yeah. Um, all right. I also have a chest freezer shout out. My husband yeah. and I have a hand-me-down chest freezer in our apartment and love it. We use it to store meat we get from our local meat share from Wolf Pine Farm. The price of the share allows us to affordably eat grass-fed local meat year-round. We can fit the large share in the chest freezer and that lasts us all year. The meat is less pricey than the farmer's market or Whole Foods, but more expensive than Market Basket as it is local. Of course, Market Basket is more for your dollar. And grass fed. Also, regarding Dory's comment about the cold, you either hunker down a bit or embrace it. There's a ton of cozy indoor options as well as outdoor things to do in the winter. You get a good pair of boots, a good coat, and some heat tech from Uniqlo if needed. Ella Bean is great for the coat and boots for sure. Also, fleece or flannel line jeans are great as are fleece-lined or wool tights. Truth be told, though, you just stay in for the snowstorm, and the next day you clear off the car, warm it up, and drive to where you were going, which is likely warm and cozy. Right. Heather in Portland, Maine, nervously expecting her first science baby, one husband, no pets, 1,500-ish square feet, 32-inch TV, and two hot dogs so far. Beef slash pork from an Omaha steak gift we were given for Christmas. Nice. Which we stored in the chest freezer until boiling and pan grilling. Wait, you boil it, and then you threw it on the grill. That's that's smart. It's a smart way to do it. Mm. I like it. I'm usually just a boil guy. Mm. You know? Yeah. I'd like to get like one of those roller machines. Like I uh-huh. like I'm a ballpark, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someday. Although I've seen them like they have like cheap versions of that. Like that are like toaster oven sized. Um Really? Yeah, and I've seen the ones where like they're also have they have two um hot dog bun toasters so you drop the hot dog buns in and oh that's interesting whatever they don't it seems like they do a terrible job but Hmm. okay um thanks for all this portland info heather yeah things were very cold in portland this weekend oh yeah they have that snap of ridiculous wind yeah chill um all right Minus 104 on Mount Washington. Minus 104. I've been to that summit a couple of times. (laughs) All right. This is from Ariana, who says, I figured I'd answer a couple signals and give you a hot dog update. Highest recorded wind ever, by the way, also happened at Mount Washington. It's like 284 miles an hour. That is very fast. For the clock signal, Daniel Tiger's dad works in a clock workshop. Wow. Mm. That's big. And there are several episodes that take place mostly in his workshop. A quick Google search says the episode Super Daniel, Calm at the Clock Factory, Margaret's First Chime Time, and A New Friend at the Clock Factory are all about the clock factory, but you may be able to find more. For the only children's signal, not much to add beyond another voice saying being an only is great and thus far raising an only has been wonderful. My hot dog update. We ended up getting a Costco membership because I didn't want to end up with 200 frozen hot dogs when my kid inevitably decides she doesn't like them anymore. It ended up being a good decision because the hot dogs non-members can get are not, in fact, the same ones they sell in the front of the store. 
I found the correct ones and they were ridiculously huge. We couldn't have gone through all this hot dog trouble with multiple kids. These four hot dogs for 32 bucks would have been eight for 64 bucks, at least if my kid wasn't an only. Um, and then about ear popping on planes. When I was a kid, my parents used to get really hot water, I assume from a flight attendant, and soaked a napkin or two in it. They would then put the hot napkin in the bottom of one or two of the styrofoam cups that came with our meals and have me hold a cup over each ear. This always immediately repressurized my ears without actually touching anything hot. Though sometimes I had to wait a bit because the steam could still be hot. You may need to bring your own cups now, but they must still have hot water. As for will their ears pop, my personal experience is that I never had any issues in the car with elevation change, but would have a ton of pain on the airplane descent. I grew out of the pain by my teens, but those cups were a lifesaver. Interesting hack. Um. It was 231 miles an hour. Wow, that's very... In 1934. Oh. Also, Mount Washington, wind chill, minus 108. Lowest recorded temperature in United States history. We did it. Global warming. Oh, Go climate change. Okay. Um, I would love to have been outside in that. Oh, God. You'd you'd get frostbite. We're like walking to the... Half a uh, second. Walking to a gig in Minnesota from the hotel mm-hmm. when it was like minus 17 or 20, like around there. Mm-hmm. And that was like invigorating. And I did it because I was like, Oh, I wonder what that's like. Anyway. Okay. Um, all right. We have one last email. This email came in with the subject line. Nancy is winning. Mm. And I was like, are we getting like political spam on the podcast email? Then it turned out it was just a listener saying, Nancy Pelosi is winning the hot dog count now and every year. This must be discussed. And then they linked to an article in Business Insider where someone, the headline is, I ate like Nancy Pelosi for a week. I've never felt better or worse. (laughs) And the, the, deck is when Nancy Pelosi announced she was stepping down from party leadership. Her lunch was a hot dog. According to my research, Pelosi eats ice cream for breakfast and hot dogs for lunch. I decided to eat like Pelosi for a week because I thought it would be fun. It wasn't. <laughs> wow. Sounds terrible, actually. Okay. Like really, like a real, real attack on the system. Good morning. Breakfast, ice cream. Sounds like a recipe for indigestion, but what do I know? I'm not former Speaker of the House. Okay. Uh, this is the portion of the pod where we thank our Patreon supporters. And remind everyone that you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash adventure. You get up to two bonus episodes per month. Plus, you get your name read on the podcast each month if you support us at the $5 level or above. And the whole back catalog of Patreon episodes, of which there is like a lot at this point. There you go. So thank you to the following supporters. Angie James. Britt S. Baker. Josephine W. Ariana Perry. Bethany. Bonnie Lipton. Brittany Dyer. Carol Balala McNamara. Cecily Templeton. Christina. Diana Martin. Emily F. Erica. Evelyn Schmevelin. Jamie Stoke. Jenna Marie Nelson. Jennifer Zayas. Maria Baker. Mary Jo George. Melissa Bozeman. Nassim Kansari. Olivia Fahey. Alicia. Charlotte Nunes. Alicia. Alicia. Whatever. Don. Katie Allen. Mickey Smith. Mimi Steinberg. Sophia F. Stephanie S. Carolyn Land. Jennifer HS. Tyler Rosewood. Abba N. Alec Meredith Fletcher and Florence Babel. Alex Liu. Amanda Crochet. Amanda Powell. Amy. Andrew Brenneman. Andrew McClure. Ann Fluker. Ann Kay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Anonymous. 
Uh, April Halwerda. Ashley. Ashley Sisley. Becca Foster. Brittany Nelson. And Bruno Macias. Uh, thank you, everybody. We appreciate you. And uh, we'll talk next week. Bye. Bye.